And hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode eight of the full-on quarantine lockdown Hot Ham Sports Hour. We decided to launch a little bit of a group and a sports-oriented podcast situation when they decided to just get rid of sports, right? Didn't yeah, that, I, that I think we, we ruined the sports world. I don't think it ru- we ruined the sports world. I think the sports world ruined us. Uh, because, no, because, listen, man, we, we, we're doing the best we can. I mean, we are. Work. We're trying to make it work here. And Vin, you've been on complete lockdown. You haven't left your house in a full week. We are now within the, it's been a full week, so to speak, of this whole lockdown. Oh, tomorrow will make a full week. How have you been taking actually, it? Actually, Tuesday will make two weeks. Oh, yeah, because you got, you got, um. Yep, all my, all my jobs shut. Actually, I looked yesterday. I believe it was. Yep, it was the seventeenth. So Tuesday will be two weeks. Two weeks of being just completely cooped up. And how do you feel like you're you're doing? How do you feel like you're doing? How are you coping with everything everything like that? Well, it's funny because uh, so it was. I think it was like the the Wednesday, the first Wednesday I was home. I was like, wow, this is this could be okay. So I went through the day, and then Thursday I woke up. It was like ten o'clock. I finally got to sleep in a little late. I cleaned the house, I cleaned the bathroom, I vacuumed. That took me like an hour. <laughs> and then it's like 11.30 and I'm like, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, I did make a suggestion and I think that we should maybe, I told you, bring up a poll in the group. That's Hot Ham at, at, uh, on Facebook. You go to the group, you can join. Uh, had to burp. Oh, still struggling. Um, you need to make a poll. I think you should do a Hot Ham stream of you playing Madden on all Madden, whatever the hardest, the hardest it is, and you flip all a coin, Madden. you pl- yeah, you flip a coin between either the Jets or the Giants, and you play as one of those teams until you win a Super Bowl in franchise mode. Well, I was actually thinking what what uh, I might do something regarding like a video game is I've been playing a lot of NBA Two K. Yeah, with uh, my brother in law and actually uh, the the do- Frog Dom, who's who's oh, yeah. uh, Founding the, the founding uh, father of this entire project, and no one has ever heard nor seen from him. Nope. So what I'm thinking about doing is maybe trying to like stream some competitive gaming, just to give some people something to see. Imagine we can get like a hot ham league going in 2K, and to get all of the best 2K players in the hot ham universe. Playing against each other. To something? I think it could. I think because people are starving for entertainment and for sports. And what is better than this right here? We have the opportunity. It's right there in front of us. I think we should I try think to we do look it. into that. I think you should. I mean, look, everybody loves video games. That's what everybody's doing right now because there's nothing else to do. Why not give it a shot? Why not put it out there, huh? Let's put it so, out there in in, in, a, in a poll or in a question to the to the people of the hot ham. It's, we got, it, we uh, have almost a thousand people. Is it over a thousand now? No, we're just we're just under. We're Can you like imagine eighty? Just imagine if we were in full swing, like literally, no pun intended there, but baseball and sports and everything like that. Hockey playoffs coming, basketball playoffs coming. March Madness would have been behind us by now, basically. Like, just imagine what our group would have been at if this was all going on right now. Like actual sports continued. Just imagine it. And it's it's amazing how fast it grew. And then I guess because no sports, it's like we kind of hit like a lull right now. A little now. bit of but a lull. We we had within the group. I, I'm running a, a fantasy baseball league with myself and nine other 
uh, group members. So I had a few of them message me, say, are we still doing the draft? Being that the fact that we had to do it. I, I planned on doing it a few days before opening day so we could get through spring training. Yeah. We could see the injuries. That's right. And we know who to draft. So I said, you know what? Let's just keep the draft as it is so we can have a little bit of fun while all this is going on. So we go through the draft, and then after the draft, it hit me that I, I sent a message to everybody. I just want to say good luck. It's going to be real fun to watch our drafted teams play in August. And it's like, damn, man. I, and I said to you, the time of this recording, I should be watching the Mets on TV right now. Right now. Literally right now. nothing. You know, it's really sad when you really think about it. And, and it's – I was going to ask you this. So let, let's get into this episode, shall we? So we got no baseball right now when we should. The question I have for you is if this season were to begin in August – when did is it going to be a shortened season? Is it still going to be 162 games? Is it going to be the playoffs in November? Like what's going to happen? What has been the, the what's the what's the rules here? The tough thing with baseball is I don't really know how they would have if they have to push the season back to let's say August. I don't know how it would work because for most teams play outdoors and you really can't drag the season out until December or January. Where the other sports, you know, football obviously we don't care the weather. And baseball and hockey, basketball and hockey are indoors. So I don't know what the hell would happen in a situation like that with baseball. But this is this is like, you know, starting to get scary because there's it seems like there's no sight, uh, no ending in sight for, for any of this. And there's just no answers to any of the questions that anybody has right now. It's really, really concerning. And it's going to be a big headache for the MLB on top of their controversy with the Astros. Now, do you think that this this whole virus and the delay of the season and the unanswered questions of how things are going on, is this going to dwarf the news story that is the Astros? So is this almost like a silver lining for the MLB? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Since this whole thing, have you heard about the Astros? No. I haven't heard so anything good for them. <laughs> I haven't heard anything sports. Oh, the only thing that came up that really popped up was that MLB Network was just doing an opening day uh, lineup on uh, the television of like previous games and stuff like that, and all lined up and stuff like that. And there are people out there that are big baseball fans that are sitting in front of their laptops and literally rewatching playoffs, rewatching oh, I'm watching just it right games. Now. Like, I mean, really, this is the, the the people are so depraved right now of something that is so dear to them, which is America's pastime, which is baseball. See, now I had a question and, and I posed this to a few people and I still haven't found the answer. So if, if you think you have an answer or if anybody out there listening has an answer, feel free to, to post the answer in the chat or whatever, the group, whatever the case is. So let's take a player like Mookie Betts, for example. Yeah. Now the Dodgers traded some assets to get him. If this season gets canceled, do the Dodgers just lose out on the one year of Mookie Betts? You know, that's a very interesting question. And I I think the answer is no. I think that the when you look at a player's contract, barring injury and stuff like that, I think that they have to play out whatever's agreed. You understand? So then the one year would be pushed back to 2021. Yeah, because if you figure that it's just suspended, players are paid on a game basis. You know what I mean? So a per-game basis. So if in that... If in a calendar, quote unquote, calendar year for a player is that said amount of games. Do you understand what I'm trying to get at? 
So now the thing that sucks for a guy like Mookie Betts is let's say that is the case. <clears throat> yeah. He just lost a year, an actual year of his life. Well, that's and, every and, that's and everybody. the prime. I but, mean, that, uh, but you're right, but but that's every baseball player. It's every professional athlete right now. They're not getting paid. This is this is like they're not there's working. So many questions. Everyone looks at as sports as like this game. You know, it's just a game. But like, this is their job. If you're not working, think, you're not working. I think the NBA. Now, I could be wrong, so don't. Don't quote me on this. I think they were they have an agreement where they get paid up until I want to say June or July. And then I think if the game if nothing's played after that, I think the the payment like their salary pretty much stops for the for the season. <clears throat> I mean, that's how you get the statistics like uh each swing of Mike Trout's is $80,000. You know what I mean? Right, like every right, pitch right. because they are paid by a gate they're like weekly they're paid weekly or bi-weekly. And it's and it's by game, so I mean that's why you know you see a situation here where you know there's just so much up in the air, and I don't think that would affect uh, a player that's involved in a trade like that. No. Well, that that the only thing I was see the only thing I the only reason I brought that up was because now if the MLB said that this was the final year of his contract, now does a team like the Dodgers have a have the right to appeal? something like that and say, well, hold on. We gave up assets for a year of service and we got nothing from it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, if if you were to just think it out, maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's something at play with the, the contracts in terms of what they bargained for in their CBA and whatnot. There might be something there, but as far as I know, what kind of like logically would make sense is that, you're gonna. You agree to have this player pay. Like you're. You're agreeing to pay this player to play for you for a year. That has to happen, or you just won't pay them. You know what I mean? That's interesting. So we'll see what happens, but <clears throat> nonetheless, I just wanted to ask you that question because it was something that I thought of throughout the week, and I got a few mixed answers one way, both ways. So it was. It was just something that I thought was. Uh, you know, worthy of bringing up to you. It's funny because there was a question that popped into my head this week that I wanted to bring up to you, and we're going to move on to that one right now. And this is the question. Do you think that Tom Brady would have signed with the Buccaneers if the Canton, Ohio Hall of Fame had a rule that said you go into the Hall of Fame with the last team you played as? Absolutely not. Exactly. I, Absolutely. I, I, not. Now, do you, now, that, I mean that. I mean, so because what had happened was, in my head, I'm thinking about Tom Brady, and I'm trying to reconcile in my head, like, why would he do this? What's what's the thing going on here, right? Then you get the news with the Antonio Brown thing that he might sign there, and imagine you got Brady with Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, that's oh a pretty. God. That's pretty. OJ ele- Howard. OJ Howard. Pretty electrifying. <coughs> Excuse me. Come on. Uh, so. It hit me in my head. I was just like, you know, would a player like Tom Brady, who will forever be remembered as a Patriot, no matter where he went, if he if he went and played the XFL, right, no one would ever talk about it. He will forever be named, like, known as a Patriot. He's a Patriot, absolutely. He's a Patriot out now. <laughs> so imagine there was a rule in the in the in the football that you will go into the Hall of Fame with whatever the last team you played as. Would would Brett Favre have left the Packers the way he did? I think so. I think Brett you Favre really do. would have. Yeah? Yeah, because I think I think there was such bad blood between Brett Favre. And, see, 
Brett Favre is the type of guy that could probably come out of his Wrangler jeans right now and yeah. throw 20 touchdowns in a Real season. Real comfortable jeans. Because the guy is just, like, so immune to pain, and he's probably so, like, beard up and everything on his ranch. But I think they were, he, he was the type of guy that was very prideful, and he was so pissed off by the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah, he was, yeah. That he wanted to stick it to Green Bay any way he could. So what was the best way to do it was to work his way to Minnesota. And also then on to the Jets to, uh, you know, you go, you go to the rival and then you go to a joke. Uh, so do you think so, that Joe Montana would have done it? I, oh, man. I don't know. See, see, the thing with Joe Montana is they had he, – he it was either sign with a new team or don't play because they had his replacement ready. It's Steve Young. Yeah. But, oh, man, I don't know. Joe Montana, he was – I don't know because he was 37 at the time. I mean, he was he was still, I guess, decent. He wasn't him. He wasn't Joe Montana. He did win a playoff game with Kansas City, but I don't think he would have signed with a different team. I don't think I don't think Montana would have done it. I, I'm just so, trying to wrap my head around what Brady is I got doing a guy for you. Wait a minute, hold on. Before we continue, because it's, I mean, these players will always be remembered as a 49er or a Patriot or anything like that, or or a well, Packer. Same thing like Jerry Rice. Yeah, forever remembered as that. But there's always in the back of your head the fact that they, they went to another team. It's always there. You can't get away from it. And it's funny because a lot of the kids growing up read now, you know, a lot of people see uh, – a lot of people only saw when they started to understand the game. They only saw a guy, a guy like Peyton Manning in a Broncos uniform. Yeah, that's true. You know, the, the young Bucks fan right now – what what age would you say you start to really get the game? Let's say eight nine years old around there. Yeah, yeah, tenish. Yeah. Okay, so the ten year old Bucks fan going to the game for two years is only going to really remember Tom Brady as a Buck. That's true. He won't remember him as anything else. It's true. You're absolutely right. I mean, now that doesn't tarnish, in my opinion, obviously the player. I mean, you can't tarnish Tom Brady as a player. The guy's got more accolades than pretty much any quarterback. All the accolades are there. Yeah, I mean, and as a Patriot. Now, the funny thing is, is if if by some wild chance, now let's just say by some wild chance, Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay, he gets off the plane, he guarantees a Super Bowl win, and they go out and do it. How do you write that in the history book? Uh, Then I I have – so for me – I've been very open about arguing that I don't think Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. But this and would probably do it. If if he was to do that and actually do what you said and guarantee it and go out and win with that Bucks team, I, I there, there's no way I could argue it. No, I you can't. To, I don't think you can. I will have to bow down to the Brady <laughs> yeah. and just admit that he's the best ever. But until he does that, I you won't hear me say it. Fun. Fun, fun question there. Has that ever happened before? Has a player who's won a Super Bowl one team, like <clears throat> immediately in the twilight? I mean, Peyton Manning did it, didn't he? Yeah, Peyton did it. Peyton did it, but I think just Peyton. Brett right? Favre came extremely close he to did. doing it. He did, but Peyton, <laughs> uh, uh, Peyton Manning, is the only player that I could think of in my head that I mean, maybe in the history of NFL, in the NFL, it's happened before, but. Off yeah, the top I of my head, the only I person I can think, think of is Peyton. Yeah. 
especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, that's the most important position. I'm pretty so, sure players have won Super Bowls elsewhere, you know, blah, blah, blah. What was the question you okay. had for me? So now I have a question for you now that we're on the topic of quarterbacks. Yes. Okay, so I, I had posted a picture of every franchise's all-time leading passer. Yeah, I didn't see that. And we're going to do like a little bit of a game show type uh, okay. segment here. Okay, I could do this. So I'm going to ask you some teams, and I just want to—I just want you to give me their all-time leading passer. Okay, let's do it. All right. So the first one, I'm going to give you a few layups in the beginning. Okay, layups. Okay, New England Patriots all-time leading passer. The New England Patriots all-time leading passer is Drew Bledsoe. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> what's his name? The guy we just talked about, Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. So Dom is now one for one. One for one. Bring it on, baby. Okay, the New York Giants all-time leading passer. <sighs> Kent Graham, J.K., <laughs> Eli Manning. Boom. Okay, so we got two for two. Yes. Okay, now yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit of a. Uh, it's a okay. little bit of a harder one, I think. Okay, I'm okay. I'm ready. I'm a little okay, scared. Okay, the but Chicago I'm ready. Bears all-time leading passer. Chicago Bears. Um, I'm going to say. Well, they had so many quarterbacks. <laughs> I'm going off the top of my head. I'm going to go Jay Cutler, though. Oh, he got it. Okay. Is it, is it Jay Cutler? It's Jay Cutler. Do we know who was, like, second? Because no, Jay Cutler, the probably, only reason I say, like, probably like Johnny Hammerschmidt. The only say, reason I say Jay Cutler is because he was there the longest, and that guy fucking threw the ball a lot. Yeah, I mean the longest younger, in recent memory. Yeah, I mean he, he really ripped the ball out there, you know. So I I remembered actually a fun uh, Jay Cutler fact when I was really getting into football and I really loved watching him throw the football. He I to me he had the best looking mechanics I've ever seen in a quarterback, and his the spiral was always perfect. And he had a cannon for yeah. An the arm. guy would just <laughs> fucking sling it. I really enjoyed uh, Jay Cutler as a quarterback. That's just a fun fact right. about me, though. So moving, on. so now Dom, you're three for three. Yeah, I'm, I'm now really, let's, I'm really so let's scared. Let's give you. Do, 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 do. Okay, let's give you the Minnesota Vikings all-time leading passer. <laughs> Dante Dante Culpepper. <laughs> oh, is that your final answer? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dante Culpepper. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you're three for four. Shit. The correct answer is Fran Tarkington. Fran Tarkington, really? Yep. Sounds like an American hero. Okay, now let's Damn see. It. Let's see. I'll give you two more. Who the fuck threw it to, to Carter? Like you would think that he was the guy. Who's uh, throwing to Chris Carter? Let's give you. Jesus Christ. Who is yeah. the Atlanta Falcons the all-time Falcons? leading quarterback? Mm, uh, it's a long, it's a, it's, uh, Matt, I'm going to do Matt Ryan. Give me Matt Ryan. Yep, it is Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, he's been there for, for like, <laughs> these teams, are, they, they, they've been there for over a decade. Of course it's going to be them. The guy's, you know, it's a pass first type situation. All right. This is it, Dom. Right now, you're four for five. Okay, that's pretty good. This is that's very good. So let's do okay. the last one. All right. Hope it's another the, layup. It's a team that we've spoken about recently. 
Who is the all-time leading passer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Okay. I I have to even think of who played <laughs> for the Buccaneers. You do know the guy. Oh, Jameis Winston, then, because that's the only guy yes. that I fucking know. It <laughs> it's it not Brad James Johnson, Winston. right? It's, it's got to be Jameis Winston. Five for six. That was that was pretty good. I was. I listen. Uh, you know, it's not that hard. Only because a lot of these teams that have that you gave me had great young, talented quarterbacks, such as Matt Ryan. So right? it's amazing. Like, while looking at this list, how many names yeah. on here that we've seen? Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm just gonna run down real quick: Brady, Breeze, Favre, Rivers, Eli, Roethlisberger, Peyton. Matt Ryan and Stafford are on here. Joe Flacco is the Ravens leader. Tony Romo, yeah. uh, McNabb, wow. Russell Wilson, Cam Newton is the all-time leading passer for the Panthers. And Jesus. then Jay Cutler, <laughs> Derek Carr for the Raiders, Jameis Winston, and Matt Schwab for the Texans. Remember, I think I, I asked you, that, I don't know if I asked you on the show, but I think we were like before we were doing the show and we weren't really talking. I just out of nowhere just was like, it was really quiet. And I was like, whatever the fuck happened to Matt Schwab? Because <laughs> that guy was really, like, good. I mean, how, well, you have to figure Deshaun Watson's going to overtake him, no? Of course Deshaun Watson's going to overtake him. But but not, but at the same time, like, that guy was really good. I don't remember him. I remember him. He almost threw for, like, 5,000 yards in a season. He's like one of those guys that I remember, but I don't remember if that makes sense. I think he just got really old really quick, maybe. I don't know. But he was throwing it to Johnson, Andre Johnson. Oh, Andre Johnson. What a talent, right? Yeah. I mean, he was he's the starter in in Houston, from what I recall. And now he's just been a backup like ever since. But nonetheless, I mean Bashrop's still in the league. Yeah, he's a backup. I, I remember like I saw him like on the sideline uh recently. He just Holy looks like shit. he looks like uh, like a, a college adjunct English professor. <laughs> he's he's the backup in Atlanta. <laughs> he said, yeah. Oh yeah, he's the he's the backup in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jesus. I seen him in like the preseason or something or some bullshit like that. He got drafted in 04. Who else was in that class? The 2004 quarterback draft. Yeah, yeah, let's see if we can bring that up. Bring up <laughs> let me see if we can bring let me I'm, I'm going to try to do it as uh for you too. I'm going to bring up these stats here. This is what? We're what going into the archives here. Listen, when you have a situation where there are no other, uh, <laughs> you have nothing else to talk about when it comes to right, sports. I got it. I got it here. Okay. What's up? Okay. So you want just the quarterback? Yeah. Just give me the quarterbacks of. Okay, so yeah. Number one was Eli. Okay. Number four was Rivers. Uh, number eleven was Roethlisberger. There's the eleventh pick in the oh, draft. Oh, so this is the this is the the golden. Yeah, this is the golden <laughs> year. This is the golden year. Imagine if like he wasn't in this year's in that class. You know, what could have uh, been? Okay, the next quarterback taken that year was at twenty two, JP Lossman. Okay, wow, that's that's terrible. <laughs> I can't even find Matt Schaub on this list. You had Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Third you, round, you got, you got 90th pick overall out of Virginia. Oh, my God. That's just not That's not good. Let's see. Who else was Oh, I didn't, Who else is the there? Third, the third pick in the draft. Who? Who? Larry Fitzgerald. 
You know, I am so happy that he's coming back for another year. I really you, am. You always have him on your fantasy team. Because he produces. I mean, no matter what. No matter what, he's going to get you numbers. And he's great for he's great trade bait. Because when push comes to shove and you need to to, to make a trade, people see his, his production and they're like, well, wait a minute now. Maybe I can use a guy like this on my team. Well, Sean Taylor was in that draft, the, the safety from Washington who died. Luke McCown. That... Luke McCown was in there. Yeah, Luke McCown. My favorite pick of this draft, Vince Wilfork. I loved Vince Wilfork. <laughs> you remember? Jets, Jets selected Jonathan Vilma that year. That Who are the out. 49ers to? Rashawn Woods. Oh. <laughs> How the hell did the 49ers have the 31st pick? Wow. Man, just look at these statistics here. Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Unreal. All right, Vin, we're going to move on here because we're just going down a rabbit hole of us reading names. Just names off of statistics. <laughs> so now, this past week, the breaking news coming out of sports uh, and lack thereof pretty much feel like we're, we're constantly watching ESPN The Ocho. The XFL lost a lot of players. Yeah, man, and it's this is like a a, a double edged sword yeah, for the I XFL. So. I think so too. Yeah. Because I could see like uh, players who aren't in the NFL saying, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, this is a good stepping stone for me to get where I want to go." Yeah. So it could bring in decent talent for the XFL, but then on the other side, it's like, you know, there's no way we've said this before. There's no competing with the NFL. Never gonna happen. And you know, when you start to lose these players, where, how do you maintain the talent in your league to keep the fans coming back? It it's it is very hard to do that. But one of the things that I had said at an earlier episode here of the Hot Ham Sports uh, podcast was that one of the things to make a league or anything like that survive is you have to have generational. Um, a sharing going on, meaning that I I will bring my daughter. It happened in the MLS because now we're in the 25th year. I mean, right. obviously it's suspended right now. I'll bring my daughter to MLS games and then she will bring her kids to the MLS games. And then that's how you actually get it to keep going. But uh, being that p- these things go financially uh, belly up and then you can't get to that generational, well, I'm going to bring my kids and they're going to love it. And they're going to say, that's not a bullshit league. I loved going to those games. I had nothing but fun. I'm bringing my kids, blah, 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 blah. And it goes down the line like that. When that everything is, gets back to normal, though, you still owe me a, a Red Bulls game. It's a fantastic time. I love <laughs> I love going to MLS because it's it's so fucking cheap. It's 20 bucks. You sit in a great seat, and you feel like you're at a real professional sporting event. What's better than that? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing honestly. And, and I, I never will take it for granted again. When I walk through the doors of City Field for that first time right. next season. That's right. But this, the XFL, these players getting signed by NFL teams. And it ne- I didn't see anything about it being the practice squad or anything like that. It looked like it was for the roster. Um, this is a signal to everybody out there that the XFL is not just a kind of a bullshit league. I mean, the that this means 100%. Because it was just speculated before, but this means 100% that the NFL was keeping a close eye 
on uh, the players that are in the XFL, meaning that you don't think you got your chance or a fair shot in um, at the uh, at the combine or in college on film, you got hurt or something, or you don't feel like you got a fair shot uh, in the preseason at camp. This is where you could do real time football, a real professional league, and and make your case to to every NFL football team. Well, I think that's the good thing for the for the XFL, and I thought that was the good thing even from before when these players started signing with the NFL, is that we mentioned, you know, college talent doesn't just vanish. So these teams have such a surplus of, of players on their rosters when it comes to D1 football and, and even D2 and stuff like that and, and, and all these conferences that not yeah. the NFL doesn't have the roster capacity to fill to, to take every kid on with obviously the uh, the remain the players they bring back, so those players for the ones that want to still play, it gives them an outlet of playing professional football and and being able to hit and throw the ball and catch and but now you know we start to see uh, the players actually start to leave and it didn't take long at all. <laughs> no, I mean it took it took less than. <laughs> It took not even a full season because we didn't even right. get through it. But um, this is a signal uh, to the world, so to speak, because this is uh, the NFL is an international uh, organization in terms of its outreach, in terms of where it can go. I mean, you got players that come from all over the world and try to make their case in the XFL. I mean, it'll be a lot easier if you get in the XFL and then put yourself on film for the NFL because they're watching. Yeah, Absolutely. Because how many, how often? I mean, listen, we have the rare cases like we mentioned, and and everybody knows Kurt, Kurt Warner was bagging the groceries, and but that that's such a needle in a haystack type thing. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame now. So, but funny. to to actually be able to put it on film on the field, you know, in week by week, not what you did two years ago. Yeah. So, so I think that that's a that's a plus for the players. And I guess for the XFL, because you're going to be putting some decent talent on the field, if, if anything, only for a season. You're right. All right, Vin, give them the phone number and where we, they could reach us. All right, we got 201-549-9703, and that is a 24-7 phone number. Goes right to a voicemail. You leave your comment. You leave your question. We'll talk about it on the show and get your voice out there on the show. Uh, a nice little, uh, a light, little, a nice little light half hour show for everybody this week because things are a little slow. Hopefully, we get some more news. Hit us up with some questions, and maybe Vin's going to hit the group right now and try to figure out what we could do in terms of a challenge on the 2K or some sort of a video game situation. All right, Vin. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Do not go near anybody. Uh, if you have to cough or sneeze, do it into the elbow of your arm, and uh, we're going to get through this together as a nation. God bless you all. We love you. We do.